Wayne Nelson back with you on Talk to the Experts. Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing from McMillan Estate Planning are my guests today, and we've been talking about some key elements of estate planning. A reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting two webinars, Wednesday, November 8th and Wednesday, November 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. And for those in the Calgary area, that November 22nd seminar will be live at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or you can visit the website at macmillanestate.com for more information. Norman, just before the break, uh, we started talking about tax planning as one of those key elements of estate planning. And we were talking about this, uh, the tax that's coming up, federal government taxing the wealthy, and I think other people will probably get hit in some small way. Uh, How do we plan for tax planning? We've seen some changes uh, in in 2023, and and we're still seeing the details of, of those coming out, Wayne. But one of the big things this year that we've seen changes, and and this goes in line with that, uh, you know, a, a more aggressive stance of the government at tax the wealthy, uh, is the alternate minimum tax. Uh, we call this the AMT. If you haven't heard of it before, you're probably going to be hearing more of it going forward because this is something that there's significant changes uh, that are going to be implemented starting January 1st of 2024. And, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, rate change. We're looking at details around the rules and, and, and not to get into, you know, the, the, the details here today. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it represents uh, what we go through in tax planning at, at McMillan Estate Planning. And so, you know, the government uh, comes up with uh, changes in the rules. Uh, they, 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 they seek more revenue. And we come up with solutions as to, uh, you know, how to get our clients through that. And, You're and, taking a proactive approach. And that's the thing with taxes. Uh, you need a proactive approach. So you can't just wait until you pass away. Uh, you can't wait until um, some future event. Uh, you need to start now um, and look at uh, how this is going to affect you. And then you can do planning uh, to see how can you mitigate that? How, how can how can we lessen that tax bill? And it's not uh, just, uh, you know, all... Um, you know, problems to solve, it's opportunities as well. Uh, you know, one of the other things that we've seen as, as far as, uh, you know, changes recently um, were uh, changes with uh, respect to uh, intergenerational transfers. So, you know, maybe we have a family that uh, has a business and, um, you know, maybe uh, some of their children are involved in it. Uh, maybe now is the time to start looking at, uh, you know, how do we transfer that? What's the timeline? What's the process? Um, because we do have new rules uh, with respect to that uh, coming in in 2024. So um, how do we look at uh, implementing that uh, intergenerational transfer so we can take advantage of the tax opportunities out there um, and be proactive in saving the client money? Now, there are some fairly sophisticated strategies, I would assume, uh, Norman. It's not just all simple, let's get the tax accountant at work, because the tax accountant while an integral part of an estate plan doesn't have all of the answers uh, that the estate planner would have that whole umbrella of, of tools at their disposal. There are significant uh, and, and, and more complicated, uh, you know, tax plans out there. And, you know, it depends on, on the estate and, and what's involved. You know, if we've got corporations, there's more opportunity to, uh, to, to restructure, to plan around um, some of the tax uh, issues that are going to happen now or, you know, upon a person's passing. And uh, there's, you know, also opportunities with, um, 
uh, you know, the CRA has kind of a maximum tax uh, exemption. It's an opportunity uh, that, uh, you know, you can take up to 25% of your estate um, and uh, kind of relabel that and, and have it growing on a tax-free basis. Uh, you know, so there's 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 more complicated things uh, that uh, we can get into, but it, it's not always about uh, the, the most complicated uh, uh, tax scenario. There's, there's simple things that people are, are still overlooking. Uh, you know, an example of this is... Uh, you know, sometimes we see for our more uh, elderly client, they've uh, they've been told um, they need to uh, downsize. Uh, you know, so maybe the the lawn's too much, uh, the big house has stairs. Uh, maybe they're going to downsize, and so you know they're 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 told uh, you know to get a smaller condo or, or or something in that fashion. And we take a different, a little bit of a different approach there because there's tax implications here as well. Uh, you know, uh, people have a, a principal residence uh, exemption and, uh, um, you know, if you have significant wealth um, growing uh, in that principal residence on a tax-free basis, well, there's some pretty big tax savings there, right? So, you know, it's, it's not always the, the most complicated things. Maybe it's just the simple process of, uh, in that downsizing, um, keeping a lot of wealth in that real estate still. Uh, you know, uh, we say buy the, the, the penthouse, uh, you know, rather than um, the, the, the smaller um, apartment. And so you've got to look at your needs, um, but uh, still look at the tax implications because there's, there's simple things out there that people are missing. And I know, Sherry, you've said that all the time, but when you're going to downsize, buy the penthouse, uh, as Norman said. Uh, what can you add to tax planning strategies? Well, I concur with Norman, and I think one of the strategies that a lot of families um, certainly maybe causes confusion is the confusion of what a general accountant will advise them to do and what a firm like ours will as a strategic accounting firm. Because most accounting firms that exist on average are what we call compliance accounting, so they're always being reactive. So you know, your year has happened, and then they file your income tax. And it's not forward thinking and it's not strategic. And so there's not as many strategic accountants like Norman um, in industry. There's more compliance accountants ratio wise. So Yeah, it's like they're trying to get you the best deal after the fact. Yes. Or if we could put it into contractual terms, they're trying to get you the best deal after you've already signed the contract. That's right. So what I always say is, you know, it's probably 90-10. 90% of our accountants in the community are compliance accounting, which is great. We need them because we need to file our income tax. But there's this small segment like Norman, 10%, that are forward thinking and thinking about, okay, how do we save you tax next year and the year after and the decades to come? And that's a very different kind of tax planning. It's not compliance, it's strategic. And so it's really fundamentally important, I think, that when account, when clients are considering planning their estate, that they're working with what I call tax accounting because we want to be forward-thinking. So things like Norman has mentioned, the primary home is one that often accountants that are a compliance wouldn't think about because they're just saying, yeah, you can sell your house, We, it, it's not taxable, go ahead. But then they're not thinking, okay, well, but what do you replace it with? <laughs> And what would the, be the benefits of replacing it with like for like, numerically speaking, in your estate? And so I think that's really important that families understand the difference and they don't have a false expectation of their compliance accountant because that's unfair. Um, they're like the generalist and Norman is, as a tax accountant is like a specialist. So this is a very specialized field where we're forward thinking instead of retroactively thinking. And that's fundamentally very different. All right. One of the things that uh, we've talked about in the past, estate freezes. Where does where do those components come in? 
So an estate freeze actually has uh, two primary purposes in the community at large. I think the first reason we would use an estate freeze is for families that have large real estate pools. So they've built up you know, high net worth with real estate or investments, and so they're not going to spend what they've built. It's going to continue to grow. And then the second uh, group that could use the estate freeze technique are family businesses, people that have built businesses over their lifetime and want them to generationally pass into the next generation. And in English, what an estate freeze means uh, for the listeners today is that what we're doing is we're saying, today your estate is valued at such and such, say $10 million. And we're going to lock out Canada Revenue Agency on the future growth of your estate in case we hope it grows from $10 million to $20 million. And if we don't lock out Canada Revenue Agency today in an estate freeze, you're going to actually owe tax when you die on $20 million instead of ten. And so what we're trying to do is solidify what your tax burden is today at the lowest price point. Let's talk about the webinars. What can people expect? But we use a lot of case study during our webinars so that families can beg, borrow, and steal what's helpful from other families' wisdom. Um, we're going to talk on tax planning, obviously, and legal planning, and as we've mentioned today, a lot of trust planning. Those are some of the topics that we've uh, discussed today. Also, asset and investment protection. And Norman, is that your bailiwick? We'll certainly deal with that uh, at the seminar. And, and one of the fun things about the seminars is people come with particular ideas, particular questions, and then, of course, we open up uh, a whole new world in, in, in some of these uh, topics and, and give them ideas and, and estate planning concepts that they haven't thought of before. So there is that opportunity then for questions and answers. Uh, uh, generational planning, we've sort of uh, touched upon that today, Sherry. Uh, charitable giving, I know that, Sherry, this is a, a, a big one for you. Absolutely. I love charitable giving. We better, we're better to give it to our causes we love than the government. Sherry, Norman, once again, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Good estate planning is about protecting assets, maximizing wealth, and minimizing tax. If you don't have an estate or life plan, or if you need some further insight or advice about some of the strategies we discussed today, here's your opportunity to have your questions answered by the Macmillan Estate team members. They'll be hosting two webinars, Wednesday, November 8th, and Wednesday, November 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. For those in the Calgary area, that November 22nd seminar will be live at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel. And they'll be talking about some of the topics we discussed today. To register, contact Macmillan Estate Planning, 1-833-266-6464, or visit the website at macmillanestate.com. I'm Wayne Nelson for Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing. Thanks for joining us on Talk to the Experts.